All right, what's going on, guys? My name is Mateo. Welcome back. Good to be with you guys today. So, we have a sponsored video by one of our friends, Ken. Ken, thank you so much for being a patron to the channel. Um, he is of a particular tier where he can ask me any question that he wants to, and I give a video response. And he had asked today, what happens if Monero is made illegal? Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that today. I read up on some articles, and I just want to preface this by saying I'm not like a technical expert. Some of the solutions we'll get to involve like you know, running your own operating system on your computer and, you know, uh, you know, having different open source software is being used. I'm not technical on that level. There are other people who are, but I will tell you when I have Arctic mine onto the channel, I'll ask him this same question and we'll see what he has to say, because we'll get to a segment of this video where he's giving responses to this very question and he's just knocking the ball out of the park. But some of the stuff is pretty technical, really smart guy. So when he comes on early in December, and I think we settled on December 2nd, um, I'll ask him that question and we'll dig more into this. But yeah, we're going to overlay uh, or we're going to just kind of give an overview of what the situation would be, how that would happen, what so, some arguments are that, that wouldn't happen. Um, and we'll go from there. So... That is what the video is about, and I just wanted to say real quick that we've received some Monero donations. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support the channel. Um, by the way, if you send me an email on ProtonMail after you send me a Monero donation, then I'll go ahead and just read it out like a super chat. Like That's what we do here. It's pretty innovative. It's pretty cool. We do private super chats. If you send me a message uh, with a little tip on Xano or Pirate Chain or Concealed Network, which is something interesting you can do. You can send a little tip with a memo in there, which as far as I can tell, you can't really do with Monero yet. If you can, let me know. I, I haven't figured out a way to do it. Um, that is a way that we could do a private super chat, which is really, really cool. But Darren, we had corresponded a little bit on GAM because you were wondering how it is you could get Monero uh, privately. And this is a question that I've gotten quite often. The most private way to do that is through local Monero. Um, you could also use something like BISC, which is a decentralized peer-to-peer uh, -peer exchange. You could go from Bitcoin into Monero that way uh, without having to go through a centralized exchange, which is pretty good. Uh, but local Monero seems to be the most private. Um, but you had sent me a message after our conversation. You said, anyways, just wanted to thank you yet again and say that your content nourishes our financial hope. And I just want to say that you guys give me hope, um, not just financial, but a lot of the people that I correspond with, especially the Christians out there uh, who have very strong faith and just are totally aware of everything going on in the world right now. And look, I don't comment too much on other things other than Monero, but look, I I'm totally aware of everything that's going on. And, and if you follow me on Telegram, I talk a little bit more about my thoughts about everything that's going on in regards to the stabbies, in regards to... The Luciferian takeover of the world. Uh, I don't really talk too much about that, but um, in this time, it's important that we band together. It's important that we establish a community of people who are uh, believers, people who want freedom and are willing to fight for it and are willing to not spend their time wasted by playing Russian roulette with stupid doggy coins. Um, we have some hardcore people here on this channel and even though our channel is still growing we've grown a lot which is wonderful um I, I think that we really do have a strong knit group of people here who are wanting to take on this evil man because we're really in a war here 
And if you look at the metaverse, if you look at uh, you know what's been going on at this astral world with Travis Scott, it's becoming so obvious to so many people that there is a kind of Luciferian takeover, and we really need Christ. We really need Christ. We need some kind of divine intervention because things are just getting so freaking wild out there. But we do what we can here. We focus on one particular segment of this battlefield, and having free decentralized private money Oh, it's so key. So key. We need more people out there talking about this stuff. I don't think that public blockchain cryptocurrencies are the solution, although I think they're a step in the right direction. Um, I think that uh, this is kind of one way that we can contribute to the fight for freedom in this ever-darkening world, and you guys give me hope with your correspondences. You guys give me hope with supporting the channel. And uh, I do see some of you guys sharing those links out there on Reddit, and that's how some people are coming to the channel. Some of you are posting this stuff on Reddit, which I appreciate. Um, I've stopped doing that, frankly. Um, I'm not trying to... Well, we'll we'll leave that to another time. I'm leaving it kind of up to you guys. You know, I'm just going to work on getting the good info out. I'm going to work on uh, just working on the content. And if you guys see value in this stuff, I'm just going to rely on you to like the video, to move it up into the algorithm, to share it around to people who you think could benefit from this intel, and to share the intel yourselves. I mean, you don't even need to share my video. If you think that this is good content and information, write your own articles, write your own Reddit posts. Let me know if you do so I can share it with my bros. And then we could work to facilitate the movement that way. But I do see a lot of people going out there now. There seems to be an uptick in people who are going out there to actually talk about this stuff, whether it's people on Twitter, whether it's people on Medium.com, LinkedIn even I've seen. I I see all you guys. You guys send me links to this stuff. I'm really supportive of it. I like it. And the second great crypto awakening is just getting started. The best is yet to come. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and get into the content here. Thank you, Ken, again for supporting the channel. And thank you, Cakewall, for being a key supporter of our channel. And also, we got a little bit of a shout out from the Open Economy Initiative. Good folks over here talking about Monero talking about the use of Monero to build parallel economic networks, which is really, really key, really, really important. So give them a follow. Good friends of the channel. And thank you, everybody else who's given us shout-outs. Tony on Twitter, you're a good friend of the channel. Uh, Marcel and some other people. I always try to keep my friends close. And, um, yes, it goes back to the whole tight-knit community thing. Anyways, so let's get to uh, the issue at hand. What happens? If they decide that they want to uh, whack Monero. Well, first article on the lineup here today is Coinbase CEO exchange won't list Monero due to the issues with regulators. Now, we talked about this a lot, but the first thing that I want to talk about is exchanges delisting Monero. And then we're going to get to like countries maybe banning this stuff. And then uh, we'll talk about other ways that they could attack it, and we'll talk about some solutions. So <clears throat> first, the concern that we've already dealt with is exchanges delisting this stuff. Now, Coinbase is the most notorious one. Um, Brian Armstrong says regulators would be up in arms with Monero listed on Coinbase, even as, even as Binance and Kraken often to support the token. Is Binance really supporting the token? That's a... That's a stretch. That's uh, maybe not the right word to use, the way that Binance has treated some of the uh, Monero bros over there. And if you want more context on that, go check out the video that we did with Kevin Wad and the Body Anarchist over on Kevin's channel. 
Uh, we talk a little bit about that. Kraken seems kind of cool, though. But, um, yes, so just one thing to address first is that Monero is in perfect compliance uh, with the law. And we did a conversation with Arctic Mon, who I'd mentioned before. Uh, go check out this interview. It's just such a great interview. He's so freaking smart. Monero is one of the market's most legally compliant coins. It's true. Uh, you can opt into regulation, view and spend keys. There's no development tax. There's no pre-mine. There's none of that stuff. Uh, it's totally decentralized. Everything is donation-oriented, totally open source. So it's perfectly in compliance with regulations. And if they go after Monero, there's no reason why they can't go after every other cryptocurrency. Let me just say that first off. But here... Perkins Coie, a an internationally renowned law firm, they had come out and they had said, yeah, it's in perfect compliance here. This is why it's pinned to the XMR page on Twitter. But they say, is it possible for regulated entities to comply with AML obligations, anti-money laundering obligations, when supporting privacy coins? The answer in our view is yes. There you go. You got it right there. But nevertheless, they have not relented. They still have it off the exchange so that is something to note and peter mccormick the guy from uh the bitcoin bro from what bitcoin did he says monero is the most credible privacy coin i think it is i think that's true but because of ransomware attacks which still mostly happens with bitcoin uh seems to be one of these uh faux um reasons as to why maybe some of these exchanges aren't having Monero be listed, and maybe that's going to be the initiative for governments to move on this stuff. And we saw recently how Monero was used uh, or was going to be used in some transaction between some nuclear scientist and the FBI, who he thought was a foreigner. And we may see more stories like that in order to throw some shade on Monero. And given that Monero is moving down the rankings, I think it's at like number 44 now, Come on, guys, we've got to stay in the top 50. Um, it could be that um, if it moves low enough in the rankings, they could just be like, oh, well, this is low-hanging fruit. Uh, nobody's really using this except to do nefarious things, so we're going to go after it, which is why I think to some degree price does matter as well as for other reasons, but um, those are just some side notes on that. However, South Korean cryptocurrency exchange BitThumb and Singapore-based Huboy, is that how you say it, or Huobi? announced earlier this year that they would be removing Monero from their listings as well. As the token faced allegations that it was used in criminal acts. The token, guys. Because the token is a criminal. Um, and it's not like U.S. dollars aren't used in criminal acts, but uh, yeah, it's only our world-deserved currency, right? But nevertheless, nevertheless, Australian exchanges delist privacy coins amid Chainalysis integration. Don't we love Chainalysis? Chainalysis. Chainalysis, Chainalysis. Yes, didn't MasterCard buy Chainalysis? I'm going to look this up right now. MasterCard Chainalysis. Or did they buy CypherTrace? So they did buy Chainalysis. Oh, no, they bought CypherTrace. Okay, excuse me. Yep. So Chainalysis is just another firm. They are invested in by the Digital Currency Group, though. If my notes have me right... And the Digital Currency Group is invested in a number of exchanges going from Dubai to Mexico, U.S., Japan, South America, South Korea, etc. So it's interesting that 
The Digital Currency Group is heavily invested in Chainalysis, which also works with the IRS and American government, by the way. And they're invested in many exchanges around the world, which typically comprise of the on-ramps people have to get to crypto. And now, wherever Chainalysis goes, I guess Monero is going to leave. And mind you, the Digital Currency Group is invested in Zcash. And one of you guys had pointed this out to me today. I think it was you, Mike, from the Open Economy Initiative. I think you had said that Zcash is like a company, and they had taken stimulus money last year. I mean, that's news to me. That's amazing. I'm going to have to dig into that. But uh, that is seriously weird. But nevertheless, privacy coins, according to the Cointelegraph, and by the way, this is from uh, the Cointelegraph as well, the prior article. Privacy coins are quietly being relegated to the fringes of the blockchain space. Pressured by external forces, two Australian exchanges have been begun to delist a number of privacy coins, including Monero and Bitcoin. Do people still use Bitcoin? Is that still a thing? Uh, YouTuber. <laughs> Did they say, oh, come on, we don't bite? Oh, I'm joking. Uh, YouTuber Alexander's tweeted a screenshot of what appears to be an announcement from the Australian exchange, CoinSpot, uh, delisting announcement. They're getting rid of Monero, Komodo, Bitcoin, and Zcoin. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. And I think Zcoin became Fyro, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting project over there. Yeah, so they started to delist. On the same day, Chainalysis announced that it was partnering with CoinSpot and CoinJar to improve quote-unquote compliance standards. So this is just a really, really key trend to take into account, guys. Digital currency, exchange, uh, digital currency group invests in Chainalysis. Chainalysis becomes partnered with many exchanges. Many of those exchanges, of course, invested in, again, by the digital currency group, vertical integration. And by the way, the digital currency group is invested in dozens of other uh, compliance and surveillance companies that monitor the blockchain. And then you get Monero disappearing and privacy coins being relegated uh, to the back burner. And by the way, everything else you do on the exchange, if you're not using Monero, if you're not using privacy coins or OPSEC, uh, being watched too. And given the IRS was just funded $80 billion, you can expect this to definitely ramp up and you should expect tax notes in the mail. But it says here, it appears that neither exchange has confirmed the impending delistings. Yeah, I think they ended up doing it anyway. Komodo and Komodo is what forked in the pirate chain. Uh, right. So this is just interesting right here. But I want to read this. This is very interesting, this comment right here. Stadman confirmed to Cointelegraph that the issue has since been resolved. Komodo will not be delisted. Atomic Dex, a decentralized exchange that is built on Komodo's technology, currently lists Zcash but not Monero. Uh, major exchanges have no intention of jeopardizing their businesses in order to make these assets available to the users. So they're afraid of the regulators. They're already walking thin ice, I suppose. And so they don't want to draw the ire of the authorities more than they already do. And I think Arctic Mind said the same thing. So that's interesting. And there are some interesting notes in this particular article I wanted to move through. But South Korea, their new regulation bans Monero trading. This is from early this year in February. 
So we're seeing crackdowns continue. Uh, the new regulation on virtual assets will ban crypto exchanges from trading Monero and other so-called dark coins. That's what they call them over there, dark coins. I actually like the sound of that. That sounds kind of sexy. According to the local newspaper, Electronic Times, dark coins have a high risk of being used for money laundering due to the difficulty in determining transaction details. So for this reason, operators of registered virtual assets are completely prohibiting them uh, in dealings on exchanges. Now, how long before FATF maybe comes out there and says that everybody else in the 130 so 130 so jurisdictions that they have some level of influence over, uh, how long before they make recommendations for the same thing to happen? Just something to note. It should be noted that in South Korea, the law provides that obligatorily all operators who furnish services to their clients regarding virtual assets must be registered and authorized by the Financial Intelligence Unit of the Financial Services Commission. So, in addition to Monero, all cryptocurrencies whose transactions are untraceable because they conceal tracking details, Zcash, Verge, Bitcoin, and probably Dash will also be banned. So, yeah, this is a trend which is increasing. And mind you, there is so much speculation which happens in South Korea. So when we look at doggy coins pumping up to the top, uh, when we look at other worthless cryptocurrencies being pumped, uh, and we don't see Monero being pumped, one of the reasons for that may be a lot of these crazy South Koreans, they can't get access to pumping Monero. Uh, They can't get access to these private cryptos. So maybe that's why for one degree, uh, for one reason, the private cryptos that we love are somewhat lagging behind a lot of these other cryptos, which seem to not really have much use case other than just facilitating the gambling of teenagers, right? Uh, in addition, the FIU will also ask Korean exchanges to report any unusual transactions on their platform within three working days. That's pretty ambiguous. So that's interesting. That's interesting. And one thing I want to note, just this just came to my mind, suspicious or unusual activities. We've already seen how if you go to take your Bitcoin off of an exchange, they're tracking your Bitcoin off the exchange and they're seeing what it is you do with it. They're seeing where it is it goes. And if it goes to addresses or if it gets to certain exchanges like Tradeogre that they deem to be sketchy, high risk, quote unquote, they could shut off your account. I think this happened with Vic. I think this has happened with many, many people. This is well documented. And so who knows if this is happening in Korea. But, man, I bring this up so much, but it's so, so important. If Haveno really gets off the ground, and I'd like to say when Haveno gets off the ground, and hopefully it's as soon as possible, um, and then Taproot is upgraded for Bitcoin, it's not going to be too difficult for people to move from their exchange perhaps straight from their exchange into Monero via atomic swaps and maybe you need to move it off the exchange first but then you can move into Monero so this is an entire market right here which could be opened up to Monero if Havana gets off the ground which is a private decentralized peer-to-peer exchange which is based fundamentally on Monero I mean that's just another potential out there But check this out. I mean, they pretty much confirm what I just said. At this point, residents of South Korea who wish to buy or sell Monero or other privacy coins have no choice but to use foreign exchanges at the risk of detection or decentralized exchanges. Right. 
Because if you use Bisque in order to get Monero, maybe the Korean exchanges report that as an unusual transaction for going to that site. Just a thought. Just a thought. However, decentralized exchanges are not based on privacy coin blockchains. Well, Havana will be. So trading Monero Zcash Dash on DEX is not particularly easy. Well, hopefully Havana will make it easy. And I'm telling you guys, like, wherever there's a will, there's a way. And these people in crypto, these people in blockchain who know cryptography and who are into this stuff are freaking geniuses, okay? Like, if there is a problem, they're going to work to get around it. I mean, that was the fundamental impetus for Bitcoin. That was what got Bitcoin launching off the ground. They saw the chicanery going on with the financial system after the 2008 collapse, and they said, you know what, we're just going to opt out. We're using Bitcoin. Peer-to-peer cash, you don't need a bank. Forget about these banksters, right? These demons. We're just going to use Bitcoin. And then, you know, one thing led to another, and now it's huge. And that's why I work really hard to get the word out on this channel, and I know that's why other people are working hard to get the word out on their channel as well. Like, if we build up the economic parallel system, and we make it robust, and we make the adoption really start to grow and breathe before these clamps come down, assuming they do come down. There are some constitutional arguments as to why they won't. We'll get to that. Then we'll have more money that will be able to be available to people to develop methods and pathways to overcome resistance which may come their way from third parties i'll just leave it at that you guys know what i'm talking about so the more that we get people into the stuff the more that there is a an ecosystem for it the more that uh we can truly break away from this just totally demonic system so that is something to know as south korea is an interesting market for cryptocurrencies this ban could lead to the development of new solutions to allow south korean residents to exchange privacy coins especially in a decentralized i.e uncensored way so we're seeing thorchain now coming back online we're seeing work on haveno being done haven is an interesting project i get slack for talking about yes there are certainly risks to that and i hope i've made that clear to everybody who has watched these videos there are certainly risks there are some centralization things involved. They are wanting to move towards decentralization. But there's certainly, and it's a positive development, things being done to address this kind of issue. So I just want to note that. And this is a Reddit post about what we just read about. Australia has banned privacy crypto purchases. And this guy is asking, I know I can buy via a DEX. Any recommendations? Um, local Monero. And that was recommended. Now, who knows? I mean, in Australia, their surveillance is just unbelievable. It's so Orwellian over there. But hopefully, that's still an option for people in Australia. If you're from Australia, and I know we have Australian listeners, what's up? Would you let us know if local Monero is a thing over there? Would you let us know if you're able to do that? Because I'm curious how successful that is right now with everything that's going on. I mean, I know you guys have to take like government-mandated selfies of yourself, and I know that you guys are within a certain like pod that you can't leave lest, uh, you know, the the Covidians come after you. But it's uh, curious to me whether or not that works. And if it doesn't, hopefully there are other solutions that come to the fore. Again, people will figure this stuff out. This guy says, buy Bitcoin, use a VPN, and use any number of changers, such as changenow.io, simpleswap.io, 
MorphToken.com, uh, Waves Decks, Bisque, Locomonero. Other countries will follow. Unfortunately for us, it doesn't matter. Or, sorry, fortunately for us, it doesn't matter one bit. You can stop what we are doing. Nobody can. Oh, oh I'm autistic today. You can't stop what we are doing. Nobody can. Goodness. Australia should ban itself next. We should invade Australia. What do you guys think? Australia becoming more and more Orwellian by the day. Consider moving out. I think people are doing that. From what I hear from my Aussie bros and friends, some people are going to Mexico. Some people are going to Alala, Mexico. Exodus, while it might work, they're not KYC. Although I don't know. Yeah, Exodus is interesting. You can... Uh, flip from Bitcoin into uh, Monero, and you can flip from a number of cryptos into Monero. Same thing with Cake Wallet, by the way. So, yeah, those are just some options right there. Here is Haveno. What we've talked about many, many times. We love Like, this should be 100,000, guys. If you're not following Haveno, you need to go follow Haveno. Show some support. 2,000 followers? Do people not realize that this is going to open a portal to another dimension? Bruh, come on. But yeah, there's some developments going on here. They say, while we build Havana, we are also supporting and sponsoring important improvement and fixes to Monero, like a complete revamp of Monero's multi-signature implementation and the reduction of the number of requests to pull a daemon. All these issues have bounties on them, so that's great. They're also going to be working on the Monero code. Very good. This is another article. And I think that this is the article where we get to some interesting points by Arctic Mon. He says, can governments ban Monero? And this guy talks about how the war on drugs didn't really help. In fact, prices went higher for it. More people sought after it. And then this guy says, sure, they may ban it on a legislative level, but practically speaking, it would be impossible to enforce without completely shutting off the internet. But here is Arctic Mind giving a more neutral approach. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says, they can seriously cripple Monero and not by actually banning it. What they can do is leverage the DRM in Windows and Mac OS on desktop slash laptops, and in iOS and unrooted Android on mobile. On desktop and laptop computers, Microsoft and Apple control roughly 97% of the market. There are two possible approaches. And before I get to those approaches, DRM Windows, if you guys don't know, is uh, digital rights management, which is a service for the Windows media platform. It is designed to provide delivery of audio or video content over an IP network to a PC or other playback device in such a way that the distributor can control how much content is used. So basically, Windows has more control because of the DRM of what software you can and can't use on your laptop, computer, phone, etc. And if I got that wrong, let me know. I'm not a tech whiz. But he says here, Microsoft EULA gives Microsoft the right to remove software from end users' computers that Microsoft deems, quote-unquote, malicious. So, for example, the U.S. government could ask, not force Microsoft, to remote, uh, but to ask to remove Monero software from Windows computers. 
The U.S. government is a huge Microsoft customer, so that alone gives them a lot of leverage with Microsoft. Yeah, it's basically like a corporate fascist entity. Uh, and we know who runs that, right? By using the voluntary approach, this would avoid the legal constitutional challenge that a direct ban would surely surely bring. And there would be a constitutional challenge because from what I read, uh, cryptographic software development is protected by the First Amendment. It's basically speech. So, yes, maybe they could just do, do it that way. Um, this was the approach that the U.S. government used to nearly cripple WikiLeaks by asking a handful of banks like PayPal to create a financial blockade. There is already a precedent of using DRM to censor a point of view. When in 2009, Amazon used the DRM built into the Kindle to censor George Orwell's 1984 in animal form. Oh, man. I don't even remember reading that story, but that in and of itself should have been assigned to all of us, shouldn't have? Shouldn't have. At the time, the Kindle actually used a uh, trivialized uh, Arctic Mon, I don't know what that means, GNU slash Linux, so floss alone uh, is not enough. One also needs root. And at this point, I don't know what he's talking about, but he also says the second approach they have is to leverage DRM and Windows to spread malware. This can be particularly effective if it is combined with the DRM and the Intel management engine. For example, the North Korean government, they have very advanced cyber warfare capabilities and they could leverage this DRM to steal large amounts of Monero from Windows users. Wow. They could then dump the stolen Monero onto the market, thereby crashing the price. Oh, that's quite something. This guy's really thought it through. In both examples above, the government is leveraging centralized control of corporations such as Microsoft, Apple, Google, etc. over the end user devices to launch a potentially crippling attack on the Monero network. And he says the first line of defense is to click I do not agree on the EULA. So that is pretty interesting, isn't it? So it may not even be a government ban. It could be the corporations just start to crack down on software, which is associated with this. But I do want to point out that this is from four years ago. So given it's from four years ago, I mean, shoot. Maybe our tentacles have moved out enough to where we're a little bit more robust and resistant and resilient to such an attack. But then again, I don't know. Um, this is out of my ballpark. I use an iPhone. Um, I use Windows. So I would presumably still be affected by such an attack. But that is something to note. He says, it's very easy to circumvent by using a free Libra open source operating system such as GNU, Linux, or BSD. With Windows, Microsoft has the highest privilege level, even above the quote-unquote administrator in a Windows system. So, yeah, they can totally determine what software you use and what software you can't use, based on what he's saying here. And this is just interesting history I want to read to you right here. He says, Microsoft spent billions of dollars to rewrite Windows in the early 2000s in order to accommodate the MPAA's DRM wants. I'm not sure what that means, but this was a direct result of lobbying by the MPAA and other big copyright holders. The result was Windows Vista. Every version of Windows for the last 25 years has had stricter DRM addition than its predecessor, starting with the creation of the Windows Registry in the early 1990s. As for Apple, they designed iOS from the ground up to support an Orwellian Big Brother model, 
where the only applications approved by Big Brother, namely Apple, can be installed on an iOS device. Yeah, so Windows and Apple seem to have a lot of leverage and control over what you do on your computer or phone in regards to software. So even though you think you own your computer or your phone, you really kind of don't. You really kind of don't. All of your info is being sucked out by these guys. Everything's being totally monitored. It's basically like you're buying your own chains, right, when you use these devices, as useful as they are, of course. But um, he says then this created the perfect platform for government censorship. For example, when the government of China wanted to censor the Dalai Lama, they simply asked Apple to remove the apps from their app store. Well, we saw this happen with Alex Jones, too. I mean, they got rid of the InfoWars app. And this was during when he was being deplatformed from everywhere. Remember, he was the first one before just the deluge started to happen with everybody. But, uh, yeah, they just got rid of his app on the App Store. So I guess they can do that. Entire generation has been brainwashed into believing they actually own the devices they paid for. Exactly. If one wants actual ownership of a device, then free Librate open software, open source software, Floss, under one's control, must run with the highest privileges on the device. Any proprietary software or operating systems must run with a lower privilege level that the controlling floss. That must... Okay. We're getting a little bit too heady here. He's talking about sandboxes now. I don't know what that is. Uh, if you guys know about this stuff, please chime in. If one trusts companies such as Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, etc. with one's data or encryption keys then one must also trust the United States government in addition to a host of other governments around the world. I think that's right. I think that's right. And then he gives a final warning. He says this may seem harsh, but one should not expect privacy at all if one chooses to run Monero on an Orwellian telescreen. Could be, but I, I wouldn't know how to do any of the stuff he's talking about. Maybe I should learn. I've been in contact with you, Lutz, about this stuff. You've been trying to tell me how to uh, like get my own computer that's truly my own computer, but doing this kind of stuff that he's talking about here. Maybe I got to get in touch with you a little bit more. Um, we'll see. So this guy also asked the question. There's some un- other interesting points here. He says, what happens if the U.S. government goes after Monero? This guy uh, talks about the First Amendment. He says, you might want to read up on the Bernstein versus United States case. To make a long story short, PGP encryption falls under the First Amendment. This one could argue that cryptocurrencies do as well. And Monero for quite a while has had a legal team, from what I understand. I believe Arctic Mine is on this legal team. They're giving responses right now to, uh, I think, some concerns the European Union has. And they've got like their legal defense team of sorts, which Arctic Mine works on, which is why it's going to be great to have them on the channel. I mean, there's just so much going on in regards to legislation and regulation as far as crypto goes. But he, uh, but the, the crew has defense as far as I'm concerned. And if they do go after crypto in this way, um, thankfully, I think that we'll be able to see a day in court before anything is determinatively done. And that'll give us time to come up with other solutions of what to do. I think it'll give us time to make some contingency plans. But for the sake of discussion, let's just assume for a moment that the U.S. and a and in a collaborative effort with even more countries would decide to restrict the acceptance of Monero by merchants, exchanges to list Monero, etc. In that case, I'd still have my 
Monero J. Uh, and I had to look up what Monero J is. I guess Monero is the same word as currency in Esperanza, which I didn't even know what Esperanza was. I just looked that up. Apparently, it's like this language which was invented back in, I want to say, the 80s or the 90s in some European country. and uh, or, or no, it was invented in the 1800s. Anyways, Monero J is the plural of Monero. I've seen that around so many places I had no idea. It's just an interesting fun fact. And the use case for it would change from using it as digital cash to being my private Swiss bank account. Yeah, interesting. Who knows, maybe the price would go up if that was the case because some people argue the price stays down because a lot of people use this as a currency and when they're done using it, they just switch back into something else. Like they buy it and then there's a complimentary sell. Uh, but if it's a Swiss bank account, it's used as, I guess you could say, quote-unquote digital gold, but you guys know what I think about that. Who knows, maybe you have uh, less supply in the market because people are just holding on to it. And if demand goes up because the world becomes ever more Orwellian, maybe the price goes up. Who knows? Just some thoughts. Maybe exchanging it only with my friends. In the end, I wouldn't really care because it would still work. Right At the end of the day, we just care that it works for the most part. Going a bit further uh, and assuming they would not only ban it, but, but they would also wreck it down by whatever means. Well, in that case, I consider cryptocurrencies a failed social experiment. If they would be able to destroy one of the most decentralized cryptocurrencies, we don't even have to talk about what they're going to do with all these other corporate coins with CEOs, blah, blah, blah. In my opinion, Monero is the benchmark. If we're not able to survive, then nobody else is going to survive. And then this guy's like, this guy definitely uh, gets it on. Anyways, uh, <laughs> looks like you are mainly interested in price effect, blah, blah, blah. I, I think that we did a pretty good job covering this. Um, yeah, there's a network effect to this. This guy says Monero is a globally distributed thing. If the U.S. did do something to slow down or stop Monero, it would clearly have the opposite effect. Streisand effect, there's no stopping Monero. So they talk about Streisand effect. If they ban Monero, but they don't ban other cryptos, people are going to be like, wait, why'd they ban this one? Do they see this one as the biggest threat? What does that say about Bitcoin? Oh, wait, Bitcoin's not private. Monero really was. They're really on top of Bitcoin. They're going to use it towards their own ends, which I guess they weren't going to do with Monero because they couldn't get a hold on it. Holy crap. Whoa, this is crazy. So maybe something like that happens. But let's go ahead and uh, shoot. Is there anything else I want to mention? I think that's it. I think that's it. So just to summarize... We could see more crackdowns on Monero. Let me get full screen. Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. So we could see a continued crackdown on Monero, but um, it's such a robust network. That said, we have to make it more robust. Uh, if they want to make a move, they better do it before Havana comes out because let me tell you, when that does happen, depending on how accessible it is to get to that uh, website. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I've never used BISC, BISC before, um, which is basically like Havana, but for Bitcoin. I've never used it before. I don't know how hard it is to use, but I mean, if it's made easy, you can just use a VPN and get onto this thing. Oh man, uh, it's going to be unstoppable. 
And anyone in the world is going to be able to access this stuff. It's going to be totally unstoppable. And a lot of traders are going to go to this stuff anyway, because now, as we talked about earlier in the video, Chainalysis and other data analytics companies, which are going to be watching and monitoring the blockchain, uh, working with the IRS, calculating gains and losses, and watching what people do. Well, a lot of people are just going to have that instinct, not saying that they should, don't break the law, blah, blah, blah. But they're going to go over to an exchange which is inherently private, inherently decentralized. I mean, when has that ever happened? I mean, that's going to be nuclear. That's going to be epic, dude. So we're really praying for uh, the Haveno bros to get this job done. Uh, I, I think they continue to have bounties over there, um, so go support those. But if that happens, they can't stop it. It's game over. However, if they do start to really crack down the way that they talked about, namely, maybe they shut people off of running nodes, maybe they shut people off of uh, having certain wallets on iOS, on Android, on your laptop, with Windows, etc., like we talked about, um, that's going to seriously dampen the network effect. And that's going to serve as a problem from what I've been able to glean. Now, if you guys disagree, please let me know in the comments. I'm interested in what you, in what you think about that. But that's what Arctic Mind said four years ago. Maybe uh, you guys have been on this, developing different solutions. But this all presumes that the First Amendment would be just completely nuked and destroyed. Precedent would be overturned. And the most legally compliant crypto that there is on the market just goes away. Just goes away. Now, when we say legally compliant, I think we're talking about the American system. Clearly, the South Koreans have a different perspective on this. But if it goes away somewhere in the West, it may just pop up in El Salvador. But who knows? Maybe the dictator in El Salvador, the Bitcoin maxi, is just like, nope, you can't use any other crypto except for Babalush Bitcoin, right? Who knows? But uh, it's so robust. It's so private, decentralized, etc. And people are so committed to this project. I can't imagine a situation where people don't do anything in order to make this work. I mean, you have so many miners mining this stuff, they don't even make any money from doing it. They just mine it to support the project. They love the project. They love the capacity that this gives us to truly opt out of the system, to truly have an exodus away from this tyrannical Egyptian pharaoh-sponsored system. So anyways, I hope that this gives you some idea as to what would happen if they made Monero illegal. Um, that's all I have to say. So thank you, Ken, for... Uh, the topic at hand today. Uh, thank you again for the sponsors, Cake Wallet, and thank you again for the patrons and everything else. So if you guys want more info, takes, intel, go follow us on the social media links below. Uh, donation addresses are below. Uh, thank you for everyone donating, and God bless. My name is Mateo. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.